Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast. We got something special in store for you guys today. First, the store will be open. I don't know when we're going to air this episode, but the store will be open <laughs> at some point. It might be open by the time you, you're hearing this. So um, we're going to do something special today. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the times it's us just going back and forth, talking about, you know, living the Christian life and and what that looks like and just looking at different concepts and worldviews and um, just breaking those things down, just having a conversation that we normally would have, only we just chose to record it. Yeah. And we're going to do kind of the same thing. Yeah. We're going to do kind of the same thing, but we're going to let God do more of the speaking today and we're just going to kind of break it down. Yeah. So we're going to go through uh, Psalm 1, chapter, chapter 1, and just kind of break that down and talk about some things and just kind of change it up a little bit. And I know sometimes people are like the Psalms really. And I'm one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like on the fence kind of sometimes every now and then, like I got a part of a Psalm tattooed on my arm, Mm. but um, I prefer Proverbs. And it's crazy. Cause you, yeah, and I'm the same way too. And it's crazy because you figure like, especially the way that Psalm 1 is, it, you feel like it would be more in Proverbs than it would be in Psalms. But it, man, it's like, it's crazy because this is like more of a call to worship. Like someone's op- Psalm 1 opens up in, in just a sense of, it, it's really ultimately just worship, mm-hmm. you know? That's why I really like it. Um, but yeah, I think without further ado, let's just go through it. All right, let's <laughs> do it. Cool. Do you want to read it and sure, I'll go for it. it? You read it. Psalm 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So there's a contrast between the blessed, right? And then the ungodly. So the godly and the ungodly, you know what I mean? And so when, when the Bible speaks of blessed, let's just break some of those things down. Like... What does it mean to be blessed? If we were to give a worldly definition, what do you think it would be? I got all the riches. I got all the riches in the world, everything I could want. That would be a worldly definition of being blessed, right? Like I couldn't ask for anything else. Sure. In in my mind, like if I was prior to have been prior to being saved, I would have been like that's what a blessed person is. Like you look at like um these, all these athletes and movie stars and stuff, and they can have whatever they want. You would think like that's they're blessed. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say for worldly. Yeah. In a worldly sense. Right. So like somebody that has material things, uh, I think a lot of times too, and I know, I know I have people in my life that are like this. I don't know if you do, um, but you know, you, you see them like live a life that's outside of God, right? Like they don't even have God in their life. But it looks like they just prosper, like they get promoted in a job. They, you know what I mean? Like they just have a life. Like they don't, it doesn't seem like they have any opposition come their way. Like nothing difficult really comes their way. And, you know, I'm sure they have difficulties, but it just seems like, how do they get away with all this? 
You know what I mean? And it's right. like, here I am, like, I can't even think of doing something wrong because the moment I think of doing something wrong, I get busted. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, and then you have this individual that's like, man, they like are, are you know, screwing people over. They're, you know, like just doing all kinds of stuff. Like I would never be able to get away with that. Like I can't even think about getting away with that. Yeah. That's definitely, I, I see that because there's, I'm on the same level as you where it's like, man, with my luck, I, I just got to think about doing the wrong thing and I'm already in trouble. And um, we talked about it with the vaccine, right? <laughs> I was like, I'll be the guy that'll die instantly. Once, <laughs> once that needle hits my arm, like, that's my luck. Right. <laughs> but, but that's, I mean, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck. Right. That's what my mom would always tell me that like, you have the worst luck. And that's good though. Yeah, I would always get caught. I would blame it on my friends. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We want to talk about that. Maybe no, we can we bring don't. that up in another we're, episode. Yeah, well, let's bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about that one on for forgiveness. Like, you know, let's talk about forgiveness and not holding things over. We'll talk about it at some point. <laughs> let's talk about blessed people. <laughs> you know, okay. So that's one of the things that this book opens up with. It's like, it's talking about bless and where the blessings come from, most importantly. And, you know, we can even reference it in, in Malachi. I had written in my notes from, man, I don't know how long ago I wrote this. But um, in the book of Malachi, last book in in the Old Testament, okay, and uh, God speaking to to He's using Malachi to speak to the people, and He and God says all kinds of crazy stuff in the book of Malachi. I love this book, dude. Uh, some of the things He says, you know, like um, what does He say? He says, you know, you uh, you say. Um, that you despise my name, right? He, God's like, uh, you know, how, how do you, you guys are always despising my name? And then the people cry out and like, how have we despised your name? And then God like just slaps them with like all this crazy <laughs> stuff. Like this is what you're doing. And you know what I mean? And, and uh, so that's a lot of the book of Malachi. But one of the things that, that he writes in Malachi is this whole thing where it says, um, you have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed for those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free, right? So what he's saying in a sense is like, they got to a point, it's like, why would we even want to follow after God? Like what, what good does it do us if we obey him? Because when we obey him, we're getting nothing. You know, right. and then, and then they, you know, they, they compare it where it's like, you know, we're going to call the people that are getting rich, that are doing evil and get rich. They're the ones that are blessed and the ones that are, you know, living a life of wickedness that are, you know, where God should be punishing them. They actually end up going free. Like that's what the blessed life is. Maybe that's what we should go and do, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I love Psalm one because it's like, no, 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 no. Like this is where God delights in just because, just because they're getting away with it doesn't mean that God honors it. Oh, for sure. You know, and so one of the, one of the things that you've heard me say where it's like, as, as a believer in Christ, this is the closest that we're going to get to hell. And for an unbeliever, this is as close as they're ever going to get to heaven. So if they're living a life of wickedness and they're living a life of whatever it is, and they're not getting any penalty or punishment for it, you know what? Let them have it. Let them have it. Because this is as close as they're ever going to get to heaven. And if I have to suffer for doing good or whatever, you know what? I will take it because I know that one day I'm going to be in heaven because of God's graces and riches. And I honestly don't deserve anything. All the things that God has already done for me, I'm going to take it in stride and just hold on to that. You know what I mean? Right. So let's talk talk about some of this stuff. So in the first in the first verse, so like when you're studying the Bible, it, it, 
you know, the Bible gives a lot of examples and a lot of pictures and uses things in a practical manner. Like we see here where he says, you know, he uses examples where this person doesn't walk, doesn't stand or doesn't sit. So it says a blessed man is a man who walks not, who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of the scoffer or the scornful, right? So it's this illustration, like think of, think of a person's life, right? Like when you're walking with somebody like, okay, military, right? Mm -hmm. We had to walk in unison with them. And you, you remember like when you take a battle buddy or you go into in a small group, you'd all have to walk in step. Like yeah. don't, don't let anybody catch you guys walking out of step. Like if you're walking together, you better be in step, yeah. left foot, right foot, all at the same time. You know what I mean? And uh, you ever see the movie Dead Poet Society? A long time ago. A long time ago. So I, man, I saw it probably like a year ago. I hadn't seen it a long time and then and then I'm seeing it. But I remember there was this part where Robin Williams, it, you know, it's an all boys school. And then he starts telling these guys to start walking, right? And they start walking in this pattern and then they start walking similar to one another. And then as they're walking, they're like walking and like doing this little ditty. And then like everybody else starts clapping and like they're going to the tune of, of what's going around them. And then he brings up this point. He's like, stop. He's like, you need to be careful that you don't conform to patterns that other people are setting for you. It's something, something along those lines, right? And he's trying to tell them like, look, you're in this all boys school and there's a way that, you know, the dean wants things to run. And he's like, you gotta be careful. Like, what are the things that you wanna do? What are you, you know, looking out for? And that's why he says right here, like, hey, the person that is godly and wants to be blessed isn't walking in the counsel of the ungodly. So what does that look like? What would the counsel of the ungodly be? Um, that's your friends, right? The people you choose to associate with, the, the well, not necessarily associate with, but the people you choose to get advice from. Oh, there you go. Are the ones you need uh, that you're not getting advice from ungodly people. Okay, right? so let's let's look at this. Let's look at social media. Oh. Who do you, you know, one thing you have to ask, you know, that we're asking anybody that's listening, like, hey, who, like, who are the top people that you look to? Like, when you open up your phone, whose profile are you really looking at and patterning your life after? Like, man, look at what they just got. Or I want to be like this person or like, look at their family or whatever. Like, that's in a sense, seeking counsel from somebody because that's what you're determining your life should look like similarly. Or you're, you have this desire to want that life that that person has. You know, and so that's a way to, to to seek counsel from the godly as well. You know what I mean? Um, so be careful who you're who you're associating with, because who you're with, right? It's like show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. You ever hear that? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's huge. You know, show me the five people that are closest to you, and I can tell you what your life is going to look like, or what your life does look like, based on the way that you associate yourself with, right? So one of the things is, and and when we're walking, we're walking in a casual manner, right? Like. We're not at the point where we're breaking bread. We're not at the point where, you know, like you have, um, uh, what would it be like, um, people that you kind of know, you don't have like a deep relationship with them, but you know, we're, you know, we're like friends, we're casual, casual friends right. or whatever. Acquaintance. Acquaintance. That's the word that I was looking for. Yeah. An acquaintance, right? That's an acquaintance, but it's not really a friend. Like I'm not going to have them over for the holidays. I'm not going to have them over for special things, but you know what? We kind of like associate, we talk at the water cooler or whatever. And then the next one, he says, stands in the path of sinners. Now you're getting from a place where you're just walking casually, kind of walking on by the wayside, and now you're standing, right? And if we're having a standing conversation, that's going to be a little bit deeper, right? Where we're like actually talking, actually conversing. You know, it's not just a casual thing, but it's the actual like, hey, all right, we're, you know, I'm picking that person's brain for information or, or whatever else. And then he gets to the place where he says, or sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, when we talk about sitting in the seat of the scornful, right? It would be like somebody that's, that's like a, people that are mocking Christianity, 
like people that mock you doing the right thing. Right. Right. Like, so I'm like looking at this, I'm thinking like, so the, the, the council of the ungodly stand standing in the path of sinners and sitting in the seat of the scornful. So I'm just envisioning in my mind, um, the people that, uh, that, you're getting advice from mm-hmm. the people that you're doing life with, mm-hmm. right? The path, the direction um, of sinners, and then the seat of the scornful. I'm thinking more along the lines of the people who are mocking Christianity, um, and because I'm in that path, I'm not. I'm not in that path of the sinners. Like I should be doing the opposite mm-hmm. of what. It says here, right? I'm not going to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm not going to stand in the path of the sinner or sit in the seat of the, of the scornful. The scornful. So, like the seat of the scornful, though, I think, especially like, man, we should talk about this with the high school kids, right? Because I think that's one of the things that I mean, it happens with adults too, but especially when you're younger, like that peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, you get around a bunch of people that just start talking bad about Christianity. Like, no, let your Christian colors fly. Like, hey, like, I, hey, I'm a Christian. Like, no, don't talk like that around yeah. me. You know, don't you want to mock? Go ahead, mock me, but not God. Mm-hmm. Not not all Christians. Like, if you want to mock me, go ahead. You know, um, but I think that it all comes down to the people that all three of them have to do with the people that you surround yourself with. Right. The people that are in your the influence. Yeah. That Dude, influence your life. I remember being, Oh man, I remember in high school I had um, some buddies. It was like my freshman year. And I remember we were talking about something. And, and one of the things that they brought up, we were talking about sex. You know what I mean? And they're like, Oh, you're, and I was like, no, I haven't had sex. I'm still a virgin. And they're like, Oh, you're going to save yourself from marriage. That's so dumb. You know what I mean? And just thinking of that, like, influence where it's like now you feel less than you know what i mean like now now it's almost like you know now it's like i'm i shouldn't be like this because i'm being mocked right Right. for being this way so it's not even like a sense of like just christianity but it's a sense of like the principles that you're living by people are mocking after right and those principles should be rooted and grounded in christ you know and it's like when people start mocking you, guess what? It's harder for you to, especially when you are surrounding yourself by all these people that are negative, right? It, if that's who your association is and you're surrounded by these people, how much easier is it going to be for somebody to just pull you away out of that when you're trying to stand strong? You know, we talked about it with with Peter when he's warming himself by the fire with the um, with the people that were opposing Jesus, Right. You know what I mean? He's in the courtyard and he's warming himself by the fire by the guards and these other people. And it's like, weren't you with Jesus? Yeah, I can tell by your Galilean accent and all this other stuff. And he's like, uh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? And it's like, he was alone. He was he was all alone by himself. And guess what? He ended up like denying Christ because of the people he was associating with. You know right. what I mean? And what, what does it say? Bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. Every time, you know? So yeah, so just like you said, you know, like walking, standing, sitting. Right. It gets to the point where like, oh, it's just casual. Then it gets a little bit more, you know, like convenient. And then it gets to the place where it's like, hey, why don't you come over and have a couple beers with us over at such and such a place? It's like, okay, you know what I mean? So so the blessed man doesn't do those things. Right. Where you might think, no, I would be blessed if I got with the in crowd. Right. With the people that work and the people that hang out with the boss. And you know what I mean? If I, if I associated myself and did those things, right. Like you talked about smoking, right? Like when you were, what was the one thing? I actually talked about it today with my son. Um, So one of the, when I joined the army, I hated, like my parents smoked and I hated the smell of smoke. I was like, I'm not going to smoke. Never joined the army and the smokers 
got more breaks than everybody else. And um, they were always hanging out with the guys who made the schedule, you know, so then they were getting the days off that they wanted. And then being a non-smoker, I was working like the whole time that they were taking breaks. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, I still had to pick up cigarette butts too. So like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to have to do all of that, I might as well just go smoke with them and get the days off that I want and then pick up cigarettes, butts that I'll just, Hey, I'll make sure I don't throw mine on the ground. I'll put them. If you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, so it was one of those things where it was like, I'm doing that, you know, like, and I wish I never would have. Right. And, And there you go. Right. It's more, um, enticing yeah i could oh i could i made it made make sense to me why i should do it right Mm -hmm. like that's what i did (laughs) so then he goes on and it says in verse two it says but his delight right so this person his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night and then he gets another comparison another picture illustration he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruits uh its fruit in its season whose leaves also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper Right. So, so what is he saying? Like, Hey, this person doesn't seek counsel from these people, but on the contrary, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Right. I think, um, in the little bit of studying I did prior to us doing this, um, I think it's important that's like the law. They're not just talking about like the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. They're like the law of the Lord is referring to the, all the scriptures, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not just saying like, you're going to go to the Leviticus and Deuteronomy and mm-hmm. delight and all those things that God has laid out. It's all the scripture. Um, because I think a lot of like, then people are gonna be like, Oh, I'm, I can be legalistic now, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not what he's um, saying right there. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and is, and in his law, he meditates day and night. So, um, I was reading on meditation and, you know, a lot of, uh, people, a lot of different, beliefs on meditation, right? A lot of different religions believe like when you meditate, you're going to clear your mind of everything. Mm -hmm. Well, an empty mind is a place where that the enemy can Mm -hmm. get, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to keep our mind when we're meditating filled with on what God's promises are that are in the scripture, Mm -hmm. right? And I think um, that's been something that's been real um, important for me is like, when, when I go out and when I'm driving in the truck, you know, or I'm sitting at work and like, just, I try to make sure I put those positive things mm-hmm. that I know, the truth that I do know in, in my mind, because it's easy to be caught up in whatever's going on in the world and get depressed or angry and have the wrong things in your head. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's important to put to meditate on his word, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, and it's telling us right there, like that's what the blessed person does. Yeah. And and like you said, right, the meditation isn't like the world meditates. It's the meditation right. is, is concentrating on right. what it is. And guess what? Just like we talked a couple podcasts ago where it's like, you can't give to others, but you don't have yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're trying to focus on, on God's law, how are you going to focus on the scriptures, right? Let's just talk about, I mean, it, that's what, like you said, it's not so much law, you know what I mean? But like knowing what it is that God says and what he wants, you know, going back to knowing God's will, his will yeah. right? Knowing God's will, like how am I going to know his will? I'm only going to know his will if I know his word, right? And that's what he's saying here. And he's meditating. And some of the examples that, you know, the scholars talk about is like chewing, like uh, how a how a cow will like com- 
like chew mm-hmm. on you know the cud, whatever right. that means, right? But like where they chew on it and they like chew it, chew it, chew it, chew it in order to break it down as opposed to like just chewing and swallowing it. Like, no man, like you're taking a portion of scripture just like we're doing right now, right? We're like taking it and like meditating on it. We're breaking it down. What is it saying? What is it trying to illustrate for us? What does it want from me in this point as opposed to just reading it? And then, all right, cool, I did my Bible reading for the day. Like, no, 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 no. like, let's break down, like, the blessed man, just even thinking about that word blessing, you know what I mean? Because there's lots of people that it's like, well, you know what? I don't feel blessed because, I mean, here we go, very simple, right? Uh, it's, you know, right around Christmas time, and guess what's going to be on everybody's door, door, doormat and in their house? Blessed, right? Yeah. Right? And it's like, some people don't feel blessed. Like, do you feel blessed, like, when you're going through hard times and difficult, difficult places in your life you might not feel blessed but does that mean that you're not blessed no no and it shouldn't it shouldn't right so it says but his delight is in the law of the lord and he meditates uh and his law he meditates day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper um so let's talk about that right he gives this this um illustration of a tree and what kind of tree is it? It's planted by it, water. It's, it's just a tree. By, okay. It's just it, a tree. And it uh, produces fruit. Right. And, and it has leaves. And it's season. Right. But in here, we, yeah. And guess what? It, it's leaves does not wither. Okay. So let's think about a tree, a, a tree that's planted near the water and a tree that's planted away from the water. What happens to a tree that's planted away from the water? It will die. Yeah, or gonna, it'll go at least have its seasons, like where it doesn't have fruit or leaves or anything like that. Yeah, right. It's not so like it's not as strong as a tree that's planted by the river. Like you ever go to the San Pedro? Like yeah, how, all those huge trees. Yeah, yeah, you got these huge trees and the roots are real, real big. Why? Because it's got all this water that's, you know, that it's by that it's, you know, it's never without, right? Mm-hmm. Just talking about like God's, you know, God's word is living water to us. You know what I mean? And it's like. That's what we're like when we meditate on his word. We got, you know, we're rooted and grounded. And and like, let's think about, you know, when it's real windy, you think those trees are going to get, you know, shaken by, by any kind of wind that comes their way. It's not going to get affected. Like it would as a tree compared that you had a tree that was, that was, was, like, was, struck, was, by was struck by lightning. It wasn't just wind. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But on my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So you have like, you know, like think about those trees that like in the wind, I mean, we had crazy wind not too long ago and it like uprooted a whole bunch of trees, mm-hmm. you know, but I guarantee you the trees that were over by, you know, San Pedro river, they weren't yeah. affected like that. You know what I mean? So like, what kind of tree do you want to be like? Do you want to be one that's rooted and grounded and, and knowing that you have like these deep roots, right? That you're not going to be shaken. And that's what happens a lot of times. Like how are we going to be able to sustain in our life, in our walk, when the storms of life comes? Cause they are going to come, right? We're going to get hit by all kinds of things. Believers and non-believers are going to go through the same storms of life, but what's going to be the difference between the non-believer and the believer? It's how we deal with it. Yeah, how you deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a peace about the things that you have? Like, you know, there's that scripture that talks about the peace that surpasses all understanding. Like, how do you have that peace? Like, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of, of, of you know, uh, tragedy and all these other stuff, you can have a peace. Not that you're okay with it. But you know, like, you know what? I know that God has it. That peace doesn't come unless you're like this, right? Where you have this um, delight in the Lord, where you know, like, man, I know that God is with me, even though, you know, X, Y, and Z. And going back to Jesus, right? You know, he's praying in the garden, uh, you know, sweating, you know, these great drops of, uh, his sweats, like, like great drops of blood, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, he's in this excruciating 
state. And he's like, hey, God, if there's any way that you can have this cup pass for me, let it pass. But nevertheless, let your will be done. You know what I mean? And just knowing like, hey, even if I have to go through this and you're going to allow me to go through this, I'm going to do it. And guess what? He's having his confidence in him, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and guess what? Here we go. Jesus was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing. You know, he tells us numerous times, like, I, I always do the will of the Father. And he did the will of the Father and what ended up happening to him? Crucified. He got crucified for it. You know what I mean? And guess what? You want to talk about like, why do good things happen to bad people? Right? It's sometimes we think like- or bad things to good people. Or, or bad things to, yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, is it, what did I say? You said good things oh. to bad people. <clears throat> no, my bad. <laughs> I wish we could erase that. Why do bad things happen to good people? You know what I mean? Like, why does that happen? You know, hey, guess what? Just because you're doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, Guess what? God's wanting to strengthen you in your walk and in your life. Right. You know? So, you know, he just gives this illustration of, of this tree. And then, uh, and then he talks about this contrast where the ungodly are not so. They're like chaff, uh, which the wind drives away. Right? So, like, let's think of chaff. I know, I know for us, like, we're not, like, I've never, have you ever done anything with wheat? No. Like plucked wheat? No, <laughs> not at all. You know what I mean? So one of the illustrations when I think about this is like, you've gone to Texas Roadhouse, all right? Yeah, all the peanut shells all the on peanut, the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, that's like chaff, right? Yeah. That's like that little bit, like you crack that peanut and all that stuff just crumbles at it, you know, the littlest amount of pressure, boom, crumbles and then it just gets swept away. You know what I mean? And that's what he's talking about, the ungodly, that they're like chaff, that the wind just dries away. There's like no sustenance no to them. No roots at all. Yeah, no roots, no sustenance. And we see that in the culture that we live in. People are always going back and forth, trying to, you know, I'm on this new, like this is this new thing that's popular. We see it with kids all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is what I'm going to follow after. And I just want to, you know, trying to get my trying identity. Trying to find their identity. Yeah. It's like how many times do they change their identity? Why? Like every day. Because it's always something new that's going to be the trend. Because there's a hole that only Jesus can fill and they're not going to find it in the worldly programs that they're looking at. Yeah, it's like technology, you know, mm -hmm. it comes outdated immediately as it, as it gets produced, right? Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, when you find it, and that's ultimately what people are trying to do. You know, like look at the whole transgender movement. It's like they're trying to find their identity in acceptance because they can't find it in who they are. So they think if I become what everybody else is getting behind, I can find my identity and I can find my acceptance in that. And then guess what? Once they finally get to that point, it shows up empty mm -hmm. and they feel more empty than they were ever before. You know what I mean? And then what? You know, it's sad. So that's how the ungodly, they're like chaff that just the wind drives away. And then he says, you know, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. It's like, here we go, all these efforts that you're trying to do, you know, like, wow, you made all these, all these riches, you've made all this progress in your job, you've done, you know, whatever it is you, you know what I mean? I, I think it's Tom Brady. You ever see that interview where it's like, man, I got, you know, at the time, I don't remember how many Super Bowl rings he had, you know, like I've, I've won all these different Super Bowls. I married, I don't know who his wife is yeah, like, supermodel. some supermodel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's like, I just feel like there's still something else. Like there's this hole that I just haven't found. You know what I mean? And it's like looking at him, you would think like, dude, you are at the top of your game. You have everything that you could possibly want, anything you could possibly ask for. Like you are a great, you know, person in your arena, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be. And you have, you've, you've reached the pinnacle of what it is. 
And then you're married to somebody that, you know what I mean? Like she shows like your status and everything else. And you still feel like it's not enough. You still feel empty. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Let's tell them about Jesus. Well, I mean, obviously to, that's what he's asking. to reach some Tom Brady. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you should look at that interview because you just see it. And it's like, dude, I, I know the answer for that. You <laughs> I know can know? help you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, guess what? I'm not even anywhere close to anything that you've accomplished in your life. And guess what, man? I'm like beyond satisfied. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I want for nothing else, you know? Mm. And so, and then he says that they're, they're not going to stand in the judgment, you know? And in that judgment, it's not saying, you know, the judgment that God, you know, because we know that there is a judgment that God's going to do, but this is more in that judgment where it's that Bema seat that we've mm -hmm. talked about before, right? Where it's like the judgment in the sense of the rewards, like you're going to get rewarded for your efforts, for what you've done. You know, there's going to come a day where God's going to ask, what have you done with what I have given you? You know, and we're going to get rewarded for that. Right. And so that's the judgment that he's saying like, hey, you know what? These people that are bringing all their worldly riches into this arena, guess what? They're not going to have any place in this judgment. They're going to have any place in the rewards that God has for them. You know what I mean? That's, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's also encouraging in the same aspect of like, like what we were just talking about, like being content with what we have now. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that that judgment one day, that guy that has MVPs of five Super Bowls, the supermodel wife, and still can't figure out why he's not happy. And then we're over here like, I'm content. I'm, I'm happy with what I have. I'm happy with what God has given me. And we will be rewarded for it. And he won't even be there. Yeah. You know, one of the so. things, you know, in Corinthians, it talks about, it's the first Corinthians where it talks about like everything is going to get burnt up. Like we are, uh, you know, judgment is coming and everything is going to get burnt up. And it's like, what you're left with is what you have. You know what I mean? Obviously, but it's like, dude, if, if everything that you've accumulated is built on riches and built on material things, once that day comes and it's all burnt, what are you left with? You know what I mean? And if you don't have strong relationships, you don't have, you know what I mean? Something that is not going to perish is, which is what? The riches that we store up in heaven. It's just like, hey, store your riches in heaven. You know, like those are the things you're going to have. And I even think of, I think of even people that go through the motions, come to church. You know what I mean? The only time that their Bible is ever cracked open is on, you know, whatever day they attend service. And then other than that, they never crack it open. What's going to happen when the church burns down? The church building, because obviously the church isn't going to burn down because the church is made up of people. But what's going to happen when that church building burns? What are they going to be left with? Everything. lost. Yeah. Everything that I was riding on with my Christianity was in that building or in, you know, a building. And now what? What's going to happen if everything's going to burn and hey, my Bible's going to burn up? Do I have that stored in my life? Do I have that stored in my heart? You know, did I delight in it day and night so that I have it to hold on to? You know what I mean? What am I going to be left with? Because the only thing that's going to be left with is the relationships that you had built, yep. you know? And so just think about that. You know, like, I, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be with that person that's just left without. And I'm holding on to, you know, the, um, the things that my pastor has, you know what I mean? Like my Christianity is being held on to the one that's teaching me. Right. You know what I mean? You know, Paul tells, tells it plenty of times where it's like, hey, you're at the point right now, like you guys should be off the bottle and you should be the ones that are teaching. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be relying on other people to be teaching you all the time. Like you need to get to a place where you are actually teaching others, you know? And so he says, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish, you know? 
And going back to that where it's like, the Lord knows the way, you know? So how do we measure up what our opinion is to what we're supposed to be doing? We can't measure it up to our own opinion. Like, well, guess what? You're doing this and I do more than you. So I think I'm doing better. No, we got to <laughs> go by what God says. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the big question is like, hey, does God know? And how do I know that God knows? Because of God's will. You know, Jesus says where it's like, why do you, why do you say that you follow after me? Why do you call me Lord? But then you don't obey my commandments, you know? And it's like, how am I going to know you if you're not even participating in what it is that I'm doing? Right. I think that, you know, understanding, like we're all sinners, right? Like mm -hmm. we're not going to live perfect lives. We're going to fall short of the glory every single day. And, but understanding that, you're trying that you like, like legitimately trying, not just showing up to church. Like you were talking about opening your Bible once a week and listening to what the pastor has to say, but actually trying to understand reading through it. Um, it was funny when we talked about doing this, right? Psalm one, I opened it up because I was like, oh, what's Psalm one, you know, and I opened it up. And I'm like, Oh, that's the one we did inductive Bible study on, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is one that we, when we did inductive Bible study, we went way more in depth than what we're doing now. But it was, one of those things where I was like, as soon as I saw, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I know this one," you know. Um, but do I have it memorized? No. But when I saw it, I knew it was there. And I think it's just knowing that, like, hey, we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna constantly try, right, and not just be um, the chaff, right, that just gets mm -hmm. blown away. We're gonna, I'm here. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna be in the word. I'm gonna. Do all those things that we've talked about in all these other podcasts, right? Prayer, scripture, worship, um, you know, living it, being the light, you know, being sharing that with people and not just being the people that are um, coming to church and being somebody different the other six days of the week. Yeah. And I think even for those that are listening to the podcast, like we've said it from the get go, like if you're not going to church, we're grateful that you're listening to this. But this should not replace church. Definitely. You know what I mean? This should be something added like, hey, you know what? It's something extra during the week. So that way, you know, uh, maybe you don't have an opportunity to, to you know, dig into your word or what are the cases. And like, or maybe you're just not, you've never gone to church. You know what I mean? And this is your only church you're getting. Hey, that's great. But we hope that you get to a place where you realize like, man, Christianity isn't what I was expecting. Isn't what I thought. Like maybe you had a different idea of what you thought Christianity is. And I hope that through these podcasts, we've we've illustrated the fact that it's not like, it's not what you think it is. Right. You know, Christian, Christianity is a, it's a journey and it's, you know, God wanting to, to, to show us that we can trust him. You know what I mean? And go through that. And it's like, it's so much better than here we go. Like what the world has to offer. Yeah. These people might be prospering in accordance to what the will, what the world does. You know what I mean? Like they might be doing, you know, things that look good, but guess what? At the end of the day, it's not going to, it's not going to get them anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Have you put your trust that Jesus is all you need? Have you put your trust that, you know what? I know at the end of days, if it's going to come to a point, guess what? I'm going to, there's going to be, here's ultimately what it's going to happen. Your life is going to come to an end and you're going to have to stand before God, the creator. And guess what? Only perfect people get to heaven, period, straight up. Right. And you're either going to say, Hey, guess what, God? I feel like I did a good enough job. Now ask yourself, did you lie? Did you cheat? What's your thought life? Jesus says that, it, you know, maybe you never killed anybody, but even to think hateful thoughts towards a person, you've already committed murder in your heart. 
What about destroying somebody's reputation? You ever go on social media and destroy somebody's reputation? You ever gossip about somebody else? You know what I mean? On and on. And if you've done these things, guess what? You can't go to God and be like, yeah, but look at all these other great things that you did, that I did. It's not going to matter because already you've you've disqualified yourself from it. Now, the person that's that's a sinner just like you, that has put their trust in Jesus and is saying, hey, guess what? I know that I couldn't be perfect enough, but I know that I trusted your son to be the one that took my place. And I and I did what I could and changed the way that I was living before and asked God to ask you, ask Jesus to be the one that's going to guide me by the power of the Holy Spirit to guide me into living a life that was pleasing and acceptable to you. You know, I live, we talked about it last podcast, right? Living as a, as a, um, as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't conform to the patterns of the world, but I was transformed and renewed, um, you know, by God, you know, and that's the difference. Like, so who are you going to, like, who are you hoping to stand on your behalf when you get to that judgment? Are you going to say, Hey God, you know what? I'm going to suffer the consequences for my sins. Or am I going to realize that Jesus is the one that paid for the penalty and paid for my consequences so that I can have what he gave me, right? Like Jesus took, uh, man, I just read this just the other day where it's like, Jesus took what I had so that I could live what he had. You know what I mean? Where it's like that, that, you know, that switch, you know? And so, so knowing that and like, what are the things that you're, you're wanting and going back to this, you know, like who, you know, how are you guiding your life? How are you making the decisions in your life? Are you making the decisions in accordance to what other people show you? You know what I mean? What other people have for you? Or are you making your decisions and asking God to be the one that's leading and guiding? Well, hopefully we're putting God at the center of our lives and allowing him to guide us in our decisions. I mean, that goes back to the will, right? Mm-hmm. The, the podcast we did on that. I, I, I think that um, looking at this and what we've talked about, it's, it's real – I mean – It's totally opposite, right? Like that's what we're given here in this first psalm. You're given the blessed is like this and the ungodly is like this. I mean, it's black and white. Mm -hmm. There's there's not a gray area, right? Like do these things. I mean, yeah, we're supposed to go out and um, I don't think it's telling us by any means like – don't be around sinners, right? Like yeah. don't be around because, you know, who walks in the counsel of the ungodly stands in the path of the sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful because we want to share with them. We talked about that in being the light, right? Like mm-hmm. we're not, we're not going to conform to the world, but we need to go out there and we need to, to show them like what I said with like, Hey, let your, let your Christian colors fly. Right? Like, Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like want to talk about it? You know, plant that seed, see what, see if God uses it to bring them to the path of the godly and not the ungodly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I, I think it's really clear looking at the, these six verses, like, hey, this is what your life should look like, not like this. Yeah, you know, and that's what's great about the Bible, because, you know, you read a passage like this and then you should reflect, right? Like, man who am I relying upon the most? Most of the time we're relying relying upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. You know what I mean? But on top of that, it's like, how am I judging, engaging what it is that I want? You know what I mean? And then that's the opportunity to be like, man, you know what? Maybe I need to get some things better in my life. You know, maybe I need to not have so many friends that are of this world that are, you know what I mean? That are causing me to go down the wrong path that are influencing me for the wrong. 
you know, I've told you before where it's like, I remember my, my wife calling me out where she's like, hey, your friends that you had when you were your drinking buddies, they weren't laughing with you. They were laughing at you. That was hard, man. That was hard to really look at that and be like, she's right. You know what I mean? And it's like, so who was I gauging on? You know, I just wanted, I just wanted to have a good time. I just wanted to be with those people that were going to accept me for this. And it's like, yeah, but guess what? They're going to continue to live that life of debauchery, you know, mm -hmm. and they're going to be doing all the things, sleeping with each other, screwing each other over and doing all this other stuff. And it's like, why would you want to associate yourself with that? You know what I mean? So what? You can just be a part of a group of people yeah. that are just, you know what I mean? Like th just thinking about that, you know what I mean? And it's like, so, you know, it, this gives us the opportunity of, you know, you read this and it's like, okay, what is my life built around? What am I guiding it by? You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, who should I be looking like, you know? And as we look at this, guess what? Who's the one that has, has done this well? And that's Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Like he was the one that wasn't, you know, in the council, wasn't standing, you know what I mean? He was the one who was delighting in the law of the Lord, right? Where it says like, hey, you know, everything that he came up across, you know, was all scripture related. You know, Jesus uses scripture to fight temptation. Jesus used scripture to talk to other people and to guide them in the right direction. Like if it's good enough for Jesus, shouldn't it be good enough for me? Like yeah. anything he said was scripture related. Anything he said could have been made into scripture. He could have came and, and came and thrown whatever wisdom and knowledge he wanted to throw out there. But what did he revert back to? He reverted back to what we have here. Right. So if this is good enough for him to get him through this life, it should be good enough for us to get through this life. You know, we shouldn't need to look for all these other things. Now, are other things helpful and useful? Sure. But don't put so much stock in them because guess what? Anybody that right, whether you look at, I think a stoicism, like that's a huge thing that's like really taking win right now. You know what I mean? Where you get like Marcus Aurelius and um, Seneca and all these other like stoics philosophers. And it's like, guess what? All those guys said these great things, but what happened to them? They died and they didn't come back to life. Right. You know, so like, just be careful following after them because guess what? They died. Like God didn't say, hey, you know what? That is the acceptable way to live. And they were resurrected. Nope. That was only found in Jesus Christ. So whose words am I going to want to follow more after? Those philosophers or the philosophy, right? I use that loosely of Jesus Christ where it's like, hey, no, come and follow after me, right? Like take my yoke because it's light. You know, my burden is light. So take that yoke upon you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And come to me, those who are uh, burdened and heavy laden. You know what I mean? And it's like, what do I want my life to look like? And who am I trying to associate with? You know, going back to it, if it's true where you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Reflect on yourself in that sense. Meditate on that. Man, what does the life of my friends look like? These people that I'm putting so much um, stock in, what does their life look like? Because if that's the life that they have, that's what I'm going to end up receiving right you reap what you sow mm -hmm. so that's what that's what's going to come about you know i, I talked to uh, an individual not too long ago where they were you know they were preferring to take somebody else's advice and it's like well this person says this and this person says this and like look fine you want to take their advice just just do this look at their life and think of all the things that they're trying to give you the experiences that they have and what they're trying to give you and look at what their life looks like like these people are not in a good position so if you follow their advice where road do you think that's going to get you? Now look at the advice that your family's trying to give you and other people that love you and care about you, the advice that they're trying to give you. And what does their life look like? And just compare the two. The outcome is going to be the same. If I follow after this person, this is what I'm going to get. If I follow after these people that are giving me these principles, that's what I'm going to get. You make the decision on what you want your life to look like. Well, same thing for us, right?
Mm-hmm. Make your decision off of what God says. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I mean, like, it's there's nothing to add. To that. I'm <laughs> leave it at that. Make your decision off what God says. Make your decision off what God says. Well, this was so. This was something different. We just yeah. wanted to just let us know what you think. Like, if you know us personally and have our phone numbers, or let us know. Like, you can send emails to ignited42.gmail.com. You can. We have the social medias, right? You can send it there. Um, yeah, if this was helpful, just yeah, like is this something we should do? Like once a month, like throw in a little. We didn't call it Bible study at the beginning because we thought as soon as we said that, people were going to be like, "Click, yeah. <laughs> never mind." <laughs> so, but, um, let us know what you think, and maybe we'll keep this up. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, I guess, man, you want to yeah, pray us out? Of course. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together as obedient servants and the opportunity to just open the scriptures, Lord, as we talked about in this in this podcast that, you know, there will come a day when everything's burned up and we won't have a book to open. Um, we thank you for the guidance that you provide us with this. And we ask that as we we move forward in this that anybody who doesn't know you lord that you you come down and and give them the strength and the courage to to look into it and change their lives god so that they're not walking in in the path of the ungodly or sitting in that seat of the scornful god please just be with them and guide them and us as well as we continue on our journey and we pray all this in jesus mighty name amen, amen.